Welcome to the Grass-Fed Podcast with certified nutrition consultant and creator of the wellness hub, grassfedgirl.com, Caitlin Weeks. Listen in while she interviews her natural-minded friends and colleagues about how to enjoy relaxed paleo and low-carb living. Caitlin's husband, professional chef and co-author of Mediterranean Paleo Cooking, Nabil Boomrar, often stops in to answer questions about gluten-free cooking. Get ready to learn about a holistic lifestyle that is rewarding and fun. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Grassfed Podcast. This is Caitlin from Grassfed Headquarters in Nashville, Tennessee. We're so glad that you're joining us today. Today I'm going to be talking to my good friend Lily Hudson. She's an EFT practitioner and super coach, so I'm really excited about that. And today I've been outside playing and cleaning up my house and playing with my nephew as usual, so it was really fun, and eating lots of healthy food and made him smoothies and just (laughs) having a great time. Went to Costco, got lots of healthy food, so... It's a big day over here, Friday. <laughs> Exciting stuff. Uh, but I'm so glad that we have Lily on the phone. I have been going around in Nashville trying to meet new people, and she was one of the first people that I met. And you know when you just feel like people are thrown in your path that you're supposed to meet? <laughs> and that's how this was when I met Lily. She is Just somebody who I didn't even really have to talk to that much. I just knew, you know, that we were kindred spirits. So I was excited to meet somebody on my wavelength. So I'll tell you her bio. Known for getting results, Lily Hudson, EFT expert, hypnotist, and personal cheerleader, offers a refreshing solution to today's problems. With a background in science and a passion for serving, Lily Hudson searched solutions to tackle the challenges of weight, sadness, anxiousness, frustration, and anger. Drawing on her experience, Lily has developed several transformative programs, including Be a Better Student and the Breakthrough Slender, Strong, and Fit. In this signature program, Lily helps clients unhook from food issues, eating less food, and enjoying more, dropping the pounds and the struggle without pills, injections, or scary, risky surgery. She considers herself a lifelong student fascinated with helping people tick better. All right. Well, welcome, Lily. How are you today? I am well. Thank you, Caitlin. It's great to be here. Good. Well, take thanks for taking the time out to join us. So how did you get started in all this stuff, this crazy EFT stuff? <laughs> well, as you read in that, that little funny bio, which always makes me giggle when I hear it, um, I started, you said that I I work on anger, and that's how I started, was with my own anger. My sister called me one day and said, I'm concerned about you, I'm concerned about your anger, and you need to come to this workshop. And, yeah, I was concerned also because I was, um, we're getting a lot of feedback or some, are you getting that sound there? I'll try and hold my mic a little bit better. Um, so I was, I was being ugly to my kids. I couldn't stay focused. I definitely couldn't get a handle on my eating. Eating was a distraction and it was a, you know, a comfort thing. Um, but really I wasn't concerned about that. What I was concerned about was that all my hair had fallen out 
and my eyes were bugging out, and um, I was definitely having some very negative reactions to stress. So that's how I got started, was going to this workshop. It was a training really for more credentialed people than I was. I was just a mom at the time, and you know, I say that tenderly because being a mom is a probably one of the hardest jobs there is. Um, and you never retire from it. <laughs> you never close that shop up. Um, but I, I went to that really to save my, my health, save my life. I didn't know what was going on, but some bad stuff was going on with me. And from that, I came home and I shared it with my family. And then and that was 2003 and shared it with her friends and my children's friends. So by that, I want you to know it's very easy to learn. Um, 2008 came along. I wanted to go back to work. And again, my sister suggested that I get trained in EFT. So that led me down this merry path. I use EFT. I use hypnosis. I use something called fixed code. Um, Mind-body work is really what I do to help people feel better clean out their emotional junk drawer, get a, get a handle, get some clarity on what's going on with them, really, and then take care of it quickly and easily. That's great. I mean, I think, you know, so many people just go through life just not really learning the tools and the coping skills that they need to deal with, with things, and they just, you know, eat or smoke or drink or whatever, and so it's so great that you took control and found a way to deal with your emotions and your issues without negative patterns and things like that. <laughs> well, I had to I had to undo the negative patterns. That was the problem. And one of my clients came in recently. I hadn't seen him for a while. He'd been doing his own work, and then he hit something that he was a little tricky. So he came back, and he said, Lily, Everybody needs to know this. Children need to be taught this in school. And I think it's so true because we don't teach coping skills to children, do we? We don't keep teach coping skills to teenagers. And there, there's, the stress is just sometimes devastating. Yeah, so. I know. I mean, when I was in high school, I definitely turned to recreational drugs. Mm-hmm. And because I did, and of course food, as always. Uh, for nothing, because I had no idea there was anything else, you know, to do. So, uh, but of course, I learned later on more things. And I took an EFT course in California that really helped me a lot. So that's why I always love to talk about EFT. And uh, so how, how has it helped you? Well, the first thing I did was in that workshop, um, I had to do a lot of study to get there. Of course, we were going for, I don't know, some sort of certification, which I really wasn't interested in at in the time. But I had to review what I wanted to work on. And I knew precisely that I wanted to work on the anger. I thought it had to do with our construction project, which had gone on way too long. And um, I'll just say this gently that being the woman, I kind of felt like the little woman, you know, I really wasn't paid attention to a lot by the contractors. Um, So I knew what I wanted to work on when I got there. But what I found was that that anger about that construction project was linked 
to to uh, something that happened in sixth grade when my best friend threw me under the bus with a group of mean girls, and then through just a lot of sadness and loneliness in high school. So what I found was that all those things are linked, and that's what I know now. It's like John Muir said about nature. Nature is like a fabric. If you pull on one part of the fabric, every other part of the fabric is affected. That's not an exact quote. <laughs> but, you know, we know that we're, we're connected. You really can't compartmentalize an event. You can't compartmentalize emotions from eating and eating from, the, like, that would be like trying to say that health is not related to your eating. Of course it is. So it, it's helped me look at my body and my life and life in general in a more holistic fashion. So I think it's led me to be a lot more mindful about what I'm doing, what I'm creating, um, definitely more mindful about what I'm eating. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I can't be around you coach people. They always, like, make me want to cry or something. <laughs> <laughs> we can tap on that. <laughs> Um, anyway, so what, maybe some people listening don't know what EFT is, so let's tell them. Okay. Um, it's my favorite topic, so you'll have to cue me when I need to be quiet. (laughs) (laughs) Um, emotional freedom technique, that's EFT, and it is tapping using the acupressure meridians to unhook things that we have stored in our body. And as you read, it might be anxiousness, it might be sadness or anger or frustration. Um, One of the favorite things I tap for lately is being overwhelmed when I've got so many things that I need to take care of and I just can't quite get my brain thinking straight to figure out which needs to happen first. You know, it seems they're all important, but which needs to happen first. Emotional freedom technique uh, is is a streamlined version of something called thought field therapy, which was developed by Roger Callahan. Roger Callahan came up with it after he's a psychologist, and he came up with it after taking an uh, acupuncture course. And in the course, um, they were looking at the stomach meridian. Well, the stomach meridian ends under the eye. Dr. Callahan was working with a woman who was afraid of water. So he went back to his client and they decided, he said, you know, while we're talking about this fear of water, why don't you tap under your eye? Um, So the stomach, I didn't say this, stomach meridian, stomach is usually the seat of fear and also a lot of anger sometimes. They tapped under the eye while she was talking about water and her water phobia went away. It just unhooked from her body. Now, that didn't mean she was stupid. She wasn't going to go dive in the ocean. She just wasn't afraid of water anymore. Um, So Gary Craig, a Stanford University-trained engineer, trained in thought field therapy. As engineers do, he simplified the whole process and created emotional freedom technique. And I love it because I I consider myself a teacher as well because I teach my clients to use it so they don't need to stay with me for years or months on end but they can use this for the rest of their lives what I think is cool about it is that you 
there's really no wrong way. I mean, of course, there's the, the points that are, well, tell us the points. Well, the points were chosen because they're either at the end of the meridian or they are close to the surface of the skin. Um, now, that would be the beginning of the eyebrow where your hair starts, the outer edge of the orbital socket, right, the outer edge of your eye. I mentioned under the eye, which is, again, on the bone, under the nose. The chin point is really right between the lip and the chin. The collarbone is actually under the collarbone. There's under the arm on a lymphatic bundle. And then there's the edge of each fingernail. If you held your hand towards you, it would be the upper edge, the edge of your fingernail that's pointing upward. Um, there, there's really no wrong way to do it because the body has some at least 365 acupressure, acupuncture or acupressure points. So you're going to hit one. You know, with in acupuncture, they're looking to hit a point with a needle, so they need to be very precise. With our fingers, that percussive um, technique, we're going to activate some points. The thing about acupuncture, I'm sorry, the thing about emotional freedom technique is it always works. Either you feel better and you know that you're using the correct words, you um, feel worse and you know that, oh, you've triggered something deeper. Well, let's do a little digging and find out what that is. Or you feel nothing, and that means we're not being specific enough. So emotional freedom technique, the tapping, is always going to give you feedback. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Good. And I mean, what I like is that, I mean, I feel like you sort of go into a trance when, <laughs> when you do it. And the thing is, you don't need to know the answer and you don't need to know, like, the, you don't need to know the solution. You, you can tap on any word that's coming to you, you know. Um. That's a really good point, and I'm glad you said that because when I'm working with clients, I'm always asking for feedback because they are tapping on their body while I'm tapping on mine. They're repeating what I say, but sometimes they'll have a word or a phrase come up and they'll say, no, it's really more like this. And that's important because, like I said, the words need to be specific. It needs to be specific to their words. So, for instance, if I say purple, you know, I, I need to go buy a purple blouse. I go in the store. I need a purple blouse. And the sales lady brings back something that's eggplant, but I'm really thinking lilac. Well, I haven't been specific. So she can't help me if I'm not specific. The, the fun thing is sometimes when particularly there's frustration or or anger, um, we can use onomatopoeia, sounds that express the emotion. You know, I'm feeling so, uh, or I'm feeling so, uh. <laughs> oh, like if they don't know exactly the word. If they don't know exactly the word. And on that point, with some things that are traumatic, they don't even have to say it out loud. Um. They can just say, even though I'm, you know, I have this mm -mm 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 memory, and that's a way that we can deal with things that that are so troubling without provoking more upset. So, as long as they're thinking about it, it can work. As long as they're thinking about it, it's active in their thought field. If you remember, thought field therapy was what EFT came from. That was the original. 
so it's active in that thought field, we can take care of it. If it's active, it's going to bring up the emotions that are attached. And if I can get a little nerdy uh, on you, what's happening is those emotions usually are um, related to chemicals that are related to the fight, flight, or freeze response. And so let's say it's cortisol, and we're using tapping. Well, what we're doing when we bring in tapping is we're bringing in serotonin. So serotonin, think about a wave that comes in washes the beach clean, it's going to wash away that cortisol. And then the memory will reconsolidate with serotonin. Is that totally, is that totally <laughs> yeah, confusing? I mean, I think most people, you know, buy into the whole serotonin, you know, <laughs> reuptake inhibitors and all that. Mm-hmm. that the, but there's definitely neurotransmitters, you know, we need neurotransmitters to feel good, so... Uh, we need those chemicals, those feel-good horm- uh, neurotransmitters, which are chemicals that are signaling between, I think, the neurons. Mm-hmm. And though we definitely need more of those. So anything that helps with that. Anything that helps. And you can, the thing is, you can do it. You can create that for yourself. Uh, talk about bio-identical neurotransmitters. <laughs> <There you're laughs> They're yours. <laughs> yeah. And I think, I mean, I've always found, I think, you know, I've read a lot of tons of self-help stuff, but I feel like to me that affirmations just always felt so goofy. But when I do them with EFT, it's like more active. It's like you're really making it like it's like it's really like pushing it into your brain or something. It, it is. It definitely it's linking into your brain. But the thing that I find about affirmations are if you have that little voice in the back of your head that says, uh-uh. Nuh-uh, liar, liar. Yeah. The, the affirmations are not going to stick. So when I'm working with people, we I, I call EFT, the way I do it, a combination of radical honesty and acupressure. Because you really get to be honest about what is going on. So the classic phrase, the classic phrasing is, even though I have this problem, I deeply and completely love and accept myself. And I'll ask people to say that second part. I deeply and completely love and accept myself. And how true is that on a 0 to 10 scale? And I think you can imagine that I rarely do I get a 10. Yeah. Sometimes I get a 9, usually around a 4, 5, 6, maybe a 7, sometimes a 2. Um, yeah, and I was working with a little girl one time who was, had one of those things going on that makes her really active and she can't sit still. So he said, even though the teacher, I can't sit still and that makes the teacher really mad, I'm a good kid. And she just rolled her eyes. And as we backed it up to, um, I'd like to believe I'm a good kid. She rolled her eyes. She couldn't say it. It wasn't true for her. And we backed it up all the way to, I'd like to believe that one day I might consider that I could be a good kid. <laughs> well, she's now that, probably told so many times she wasn't a good kid. I know, but to have that in her being in her body and her subconscious in her field it was tragic it was really tragic well i think that i mean things can happen in school that you never recover from so isn't it true isn't it true that's what one one person said i was trying to figure out how to say what i do because i do a lot of things she said she said lily you help people unlearn the crud they learned growing up yeah (laughs) That's the truth. 
So. And I mean, so the story gets in your mind and it becomes played out in over and over. Doesn't right? it really? It does. Whatever you started to believe is stuck. So you can help people get it unstuck. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things I say is I help people clean out their emotional junk drawer. You know, that, that thing that's, that, that you've stuck away and I'll deal with it one day. Sometimes it becomes a thorn in your side. And maybe that thorn in your side is the weight you can't lose. You can't, you know how to eat, but you don't do it. You know how to exercise, but you don't do it. Um, you know how to get up in the morning and get things done, but somehow something is there and you just don't do it. So that's what I do is I help pull that thorn out of the side, help people really reorient their thinking to eating healthy, um, doing the things they need to do. Sometimes just dropping sadness or regret or grief over something that happened. And then they're, they're ready to be who they were, who they want to be again. That's good. And I think a lot of people don't believe they deserve whatever thing that they want, you know. Well, back, you know, I think worthiness and deserving are are huge issues. Um, I think the Dalai Lama doesn't understand our problem with that, Um, our problem with self-esteem and worthiness. But it goes, think back to what I said about the truth, when I ask people the truth of I deeply and completely love and accept myself, and most people are on the low end of the scale. Okay. But even in, even in one session, they're, they're finding their way, working up that scale to loving themselves more, accepting themselves more. It's almost like hard to even say that phrase at all at the beginning, you know. It really is. It's like people probably choke on it. Some of them do. Um, I work that... That's why I love what I do is because we can make a change in that so quickly. I worked with a EFT coach in California and I, my parents got divorced when I was three years old and she got me to like tap on like a new picture of my family in my mind. And it was like really helpful. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was like, Rather than picturing, like, this broken or, you know, messed up thing, it was, like, just have, like, this nice, I don't know, I have to picture, like, three, like, people on the playground kind of just, like, having fun and rather that be my image of my family rather than some painful memory. (laughs) That was helpful. It is helpful. You can tap in positives. You can tap in new thoughts. I worked with a a man who was having a nail-biting issue, and um, he was an adult, so he felt like that was something that he needed to get rid of. His nails were in bad shape, and it was embarrassing. So we did a little bit of regression hypnosis work. We regressed into his childhood, and when he came out of the trance, he said, "Um, you know what, I did have a happy childhood. So he had been locked in the story of that his whole childhood was was awful, when in fact, yeah, there were some awful parts, but the whole childhood wasn't awful. Mm. What a, I mean, Pete, there's a lot of misconceptions about hypnosis. I also had a hypnosis coach, mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, 
But it wasn't like what I thought at all, like that you see on TV. So what are some of the misconceptions people have? I mean, I wish you were Patrick Jane, but other than that. Oh, 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 fun show. Um, So misconceptions. Misconceptions are that I can make you do something you don't want to do. No, you're not going to do anything that's against your legal, moral or ethical code. Um, now people think that they won't remember things that happened. And I always say that you'll remember everything helpful. And I think everything's helpful. Some hypnotists will say you won't remember this. And that's not the way I do it. Um, you're not out of control. You're always in control because you have this sort of governing factor in your mind. It's called a critical factor that filters everything that comes through. When we're using hypnosis, we're trying to take a little bit of an end run around that critical factor and get into the subconscious mind where things are recorded. And there, ask people to look at, well, you recorded this thing from your perception as a small child. Is that really true? And is it helpful? So they can decide, yes, it's true. No, it's not true. Is it helpful? No, it's not helpful. What would you like there instead? Just like your hypnotist coach did. You put something else in there that was more helpful to you. Um, people think that you're going to be, oh, tranced out or zoned out. And, you know, you can scratch an itch. You can get up and walk around. Um, what you what does happen, actually, is that your respiration rate lowers and your heart rate lowers. So people usually come out of hypnosis feeling very, very relaxed. And because your heart rate is lowered, I always caution people, you know, don't jump up. <laughs> run away because your blood will run to your feet. Yeah. Um, I just like them to come out nice and gently and easily. Feel good. Yeah, I mean, you. it's not like you're near, You're on some kind of ambient, you know, blackout. It's like you're just calmed down. It's almost like a meditative state. It's nothing to be afraid of. Uh, well, it's focused attention, and that's what meditation is. It's focused attention on the breath or on something that you're saying. Prayer is focused attention. Um, so it's a cooperative state. The, the person, the client has a um, responsibility to listen to the hypnotist. If they don't listen, then the hypnotist can't go anywhere. If they decide to go off and do their own thing, um, they sometimes will have to keep themselves, if they get very relaxed, they'll have to kind of keep themselves awake a little bit because they could easily slip down into sleep but if you do that it's just kind of a very expensive nap (laughs) (laughs) some people think oh you're going to make me tell you things um like a husband might say ask her if she's done such and such or a wife might say that well it's not a truth serum if you would lie about something wide open eyes wide open you can lie in in this relaxed state also so it's really hollywood has done a great job of messing it up for us (laughs) But I'm sure it's it's good to do it with somebody that you trust and oh yeah, and all that kind of stuff. Somebody you're comfortable with, um, get a good referral. Get a good referral. Spend some time talking to them, and know that you do feel good with them. I worked with a woman who had a stroke, and I never worked with a stroke client before. I wanted to see about using hypnosis to help um, re enliven some of those nerves and help her learn how to turn down the the pain that she was experiencing. But we worked three sessions before she would allow me to hypnotize her. 
because she just wanted to know who I was. So what we did for three sessions was EFT. And we found plenty to do EFT on. There's always old stuff in the past, stuff in the present to do EFT on, isn't there? Well, you can do EFT. Can you combine those two things? I know people that do. I know people that will put people into trance, hypnotists will put them into trance and do EFT when they're in trance. Um, I've never done it. I've never felt the need to. But I do know that because of that relaxation response that we're getting from the serotonin while we're tapping, it's very easy for a client to slip into a even more relaxed state. So often I'll say, so close your eyes now. And if we're working on pain, you know, look inside your body and where is that pain? Or look inside your body and where is that feeling? And sometimes I think that's maybe a, a light, a very, very light trance state because they're already relaxed. And they're already used to following my voice, following what I'm saying. And I've noticed when you start tapping, you just, you, more things just come out and you're almost just, it's like your body starts, your, your, your mind, I don't know, some things like you're sort of just leading and things just start coming out of your mouth and you don't really... It's like, because sometimes you start out with what something you think is the issue, and then you keep on tapping, and then a new word will come to you, and you're like, uh-huh. okay, and then you just start tapping on that. And I just feel like, because I worked with so many people, and they're so, like, rule-oriented, and they're just so like, well, how do you do this? Step one, step two, step three, and it's just like, that's not how it, I mean, it, tell me if I'm wrong, works. It's like, you let your body or your mind lead you to what's. Would you, you agree? Or I would, and I'd say that that is, um, you've done a lot of tapping, so you're able to, and you're in tune with your body, so you're able to do that. There's a very, if, if you just do it textbook, you're still going to get results. If you just do it um, repeating the same quote-unquote reminder phrase at each point, you're still going to get results. What I ask people to do when they're doing their own tapping is if something comes up, just make a note of it um, and then tap on that separately. When you start chasing things that come up, sometimes you'll knock the emotion down on everything, but you haven't truly gotten rid of anything. Does that make sense? So it's kind of like trying to clean out your attic and your basement at the same time. You can only be one place at one time. But because these things are coming up, like I mentioned, the thought field, they're in the thought field, they're connected. So when I was doing the work on anger, I had an incident. Well, it's actually a long experience that was about anger. It was also connected to a specific incident. That one popped up out of nowhere. Hadn't thought about that in years. And then I started thinking about the high school situation, just being lonely and feeling odd for years in high school. Um, What was valuable is that we took one all the way down. And then we approached the next one and took that one all the way down. And then we approached the next one. So we're, we really cleaned it out. So it's good to sometimes work with a professional. <laughs> well, for, for the thornier issues, definitely. Um, I give all my clients access to a web-based program that helps people stay a little more focused, um, helps them learn how to tap, remember where to tap. 
And that's what I found is that so many people, I asked them to tap and they'd say, well, I forget how, I forget where. So this web-based program is visual. Um, you just read it. You, you go through the script. You click next. You go to the next page. You go to the next page. It's very helpful for teaching people how to do it. Yeah, I mean, I've taught so many people how to do it just for, you know, their stress and just, mm-hmm. you know, anytime they feel overwhelmed to just start to do it. And um, it can help with headaches. Like, I'm sure you've done that. It can help with everything. And it is simple to learn. So, you know, the basic is the setup phrase, even though I have this problem. And what we usually start with is I want to feel better. And you say it three times, tapping on the karate chop area, the side of the hand, that fatty area between your little finger knuckle and your wrist bone. Even though I have this problem, I want to feel better. And then you tap around the points with whatever this problem is, this problem, this problem. And then you can tap around a second time with, I want to feel better. I want to feel better. I want to feel better. Even that little bit, and it takes about two minutes to do around is going to create a relaxation response, and that's going to help with any pain that you're feeling. It'll calm down any upset or overwhelm you're feeling. When you get into the more organic work like you're doing, Caitlin, when you practice, you really can follow those thoughts around. Notice what's coming up and and go there, and notice something else coming up and then go there. But the the funny thing, um, I told you when I came home from this training that I did for my own self, I taught my son. And he was in third grade playing baseball. And they were having, one afternoon, they were having a really bad inning. I mean, I mean, a bad inning. So I can see all the boys out there getting so frustrated. And they come into the dugout. They're stomping, stomping, stomping. And my son says, all right, everybody, tap. (laughs) And the whole team of little boys threw their gloves on the ground and started tapping on the karate chop. And that's all they had to know, and it worked. It helped them calm down. The next inning was decidedly better. Oh, wow, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. A little boy that I taught, oh, maybe he was in fourth grade at the time. I saw him later, years later. He was a senior in high school, and he came up, and he said, Oh, Miss Hudson, I still use that thing you taught me. <laughs> Great. You know, that's awesome. I think it's <laughs> it is I wish it was, like, easier to, I mean, you kind of look crazy if you're in your car or something. (laughs) Well, I teach everybody stealth tapping. So um, there's resources on my website, and that's lilyhudson.com. If you go there on the top right, there's a beginner's guide to EFT. So you can download that book. And it's a little ebook and learn about it. But I teach everybody stealth tapping. And so you can actually just tap on the finger points or just touch the finger points. And nobody has to know what you're doing. You kind of do it under the table kind of thing. Do it under the table. And my children have done that when they've been uh, in a test or an exam. Uh, one, of, one of my son came home and he said, you know what? I got stuck. And I used that tapping, just tapped on my hand, and it came clear again. Great. And maybe it would have come clear anyway, but he had the power to know that he had a tool to help himself. And even that is is affirming. Um, 
let you know that you can do something for yourself. You're not at the mercy of your brain and all the facts and details swimming around that you, you know, you pulled an all-nighter to try and stuff in your head. Yeah. And it's amazing. So, yeah, I've, I've subscribed to Lily's website, and I get all these great tips and emails about how to get tapping, and she has a really good organization of emails that'll come to you if you subscribe (laughs) so uh, make sure you do that and tell them your website lily it's lilyhudson.com and you have to know the spelling it is l-i-l-i-h-u-d-s-o-n it's a different spelling for lily so it's l-i-l-i-h-u-d-s-o-n.com but you can you can also google eft and nashville since we're in Nashville, Tennessee, and you'll find me. Google thankfully likes me, so I like, I like that. <laughs> we have a we have a um, we're an EFT hub. <laughs> People think it's just the music, but no. Uh, what well, is you have some good programs coming up this summer? I do have some good programs. I'm going to be doing um, what we might want to talk about on another podcast. I'm going to do a program, How to Eat Anything You Want and Never Gain Another Pound. Aha! Mm. Uh-huh. Everybody likes that one. I also do work with Virtual Gastric Band, which is a hypnosis program where we take you into the operating room hypnotically, and that's about reconnecting with your body, understanding when you're hungry, understanding when you're full, and responding to that, because a lot of us are completely divorced from our bodies. Um, when I start with somebody on weight loss, the first thing is, how do you feel about doing this? How do you feel about your body? And most often people say really ugly things about your body, their body. And guess what? Your body's listening. (laughs) So, uh, uh, different programs coming up. I'll be doing, um, a little program on, uh, not a little program. It's a big program. How to find your mission in life. Oh, that's a good one. That is a good one, isn't it? I need all of those. Sign (laughs) me up. (laughs) I'll see you there. I'm about to load a calendar app on my website, so maybe I'll have it up in time. If not, please check back or um, download that book, Beginner's Guide to EFT, and you will be on my mailing list, and then I'll make sure that you know about the things coming up. I'll be doing these things. Some of them will be web-based. Some of them will be in the Berry Hill Community Center, a great resource that we have over there. Mm. So I look forward to hearing from everyone. But you do work with people over Skype, and they don't have to be local, right? Don't have to be local. I've worked with people in um, Georgia, Florida, California, New York, Canada. Toronto. Uh, yeah, Toronto's in Canada. <laughs> Yes, yes. It's it's the the nice thing is we don't have to be face to face to do this. We don't. We can just be on the telephone to do this. And the thing is, I do love to teach. I love to teach people so that they can go off and take care of themselves because I don't want anybody dependent on me. That's great because you know people need to be empowered and to learn how to take care of themselves and and forgive all the past and (laughs) let go of all the baggage and all that stuff well there you go and it all boils down to forgiveness in the end a lot of people i'll just say that i know we're running out of time 
that a lot of people don't want to forgive. They know they have to, but they don't want to. And so I allow them to forgive a little bit, 2%. You know, how much can you forgive? I can give, forgive 2%. And I think people don't understand that it can be a process. If you try to forgive when you're not ready to forgive, it's just going to backfire. Mm-hmm. You're just going to feel wrong and, and bad again. And who needs that? Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's some great stuff, Lily. So I am so excited that you could join us today. And everybody go over to com and subscribe to Lily's great information and learn how to do EFT. It'll change your life. So <laughs> we'll see you next time on the Grass Up Podcast. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Thank you, Kate. Thank you, Caitlin. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.